Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Rodcast. So we have a new uh, segment of the Rodcast. Uh, we're going to be chatting with some of the team here at Lifehouse. And today I've got Richard and Monty. And over the next weeks, uh, we'll have different guys from across our Lifehouse movement. And so we're really looking forward to chatting. And so we're going to be chatting about the anointing today. Uh, just a great teaching Pastor Rod recently did in our staff meeting. And also we've recorded a a rodcast on that uh, in the previous episode. So cool. Great to have you guys, Monty and Richard. How are things going in Hong Kong there, Richard? It's good. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah. And I'm excited for this new format. This is going to be fun. That's cool. It's going to be awesome. And Monty, you, yeah, you, yeah, in Tokyo. Well, I'm not technically in Tokyo. I'm on the outskirts, yeah, in Kawasaki. <laughs> but how are things there in Tokyo? Yeah. Loving it. Uh, the weather is getting a bit cooler so it's not like living in a sweat fest anymore so that's great but yeah sweat it's great. Fest. <laughs> sweat fest. i, I don't know if we should begin the podcast with a sweat fest <laughs> <laughs> i think it's the best place to start with a sweat fest and i guess uh, that's we're talking about plan. anointing right <laughs> okay all right uh, anointing yeah. flowing the sweat flowing so that's good but that's ba- isn't that your life in hong kong yeah that is true that is my anointing right now. Okay, yeah. awesome. Well, okay, <laughs> so let, just in the same theme of sweat fest, let's dive into a great teaching on the anointing. So, um, Pastor Rod recently uh, did a great teaching. If you haven't listened to the Rodcast yet, you can listen to it. Basically, speaking about the uh, anointing, Jesus in Luke chapter four, talking about um, quoting Isaiah uh, 61 and 58, saying the Spirit of God is on me, anointing me for preaching the good news, setting captives free, doing all these amazing things. And so we spoke about what the anointing is, some of the fruit of the anointing, how to grow in the anointing. So it was a great episode. But um, I would love to just hear from you guys. Uh, Recently, Pastor Rod did that teaching in our staff meeting. What was your key takeaway um, from that that, uh, teaching about the anointing? Hmm. <laughs> hey. uh, I, I think there's a few things for me. Um, I know he's talked a lot and not just in that teaching about um, the, dub, the, the double anointing concept. Mm. And I remember as, which let me summarize what that is. It's basically like as you come under leadership in God's kingdom, mm. as you plant yourself in a church, there is an anointing on that church. And there's an anointing on that leader. Like anointing is not on an organization. It's really on a person and and it flows throughout that church. Mm. Um, and, you know, every church has, a, has their own unique anointing. And for us, our church has our own unique anointing. And for me as a young person, when I came into the church, I'm not that young now, but when I did 17 years <laughs> ago, uh, I, I was excited at, the, the things that our church, you know, seemed to focus on and, and where we were seeing fruit, which was a lot with the, the next generation and with church planting and missions and these types of things. And I really wanted to, to grow in those areas. And over time, being under Pastor Rod's uh, and Pastor Viv's leadership and, and their anointing, I mm. do feel like that has been rubbing off on me. Yeah. And that was a really exciting idea as I learned about that as a young person that, wow, maybe mm-hmm. I could, you know, by being under great leaders and in a planted in a church, like submitting my heart there and, mm. and pouring my heart into that church, that I could actually get the blessing that was on the church in yeah. my own life. Uh, and looking back, you know, after... 16, 17 years, I can really see that that has been evident mm. in my life. And I think that there is no question that there are so many aspects of my leadership that I would just be completely absent uh, if if mm. I had not been planted in this church and had not, you know, submitted to godly authority. And yeah. so, that's, I'd say that's a huge part of my story. And the, mm. one of the things that I really love about this this teaching and uh, mm. really what the Bible says about anointing and the whole um, Elijah to Elisha, the double anointing concept yeah. that, wow, because submission and, you know, like th- these concepts are, are so negative uh, yeah. in the world. 
Uh, you know, no one wants to submit to anyone. It's, it's a, <laughs> submission is a completely bad word. Uh, so in most cultures. So, but when you see it from a godly perspective and why God has, has uh, instituted that kind of a system, yeah. You can see it's actually very wonderful and it's very normal within families. You know, my kids yeah. have to submit to, to me and my wife and uh, that actually brings a, a a blessing on the household and on the kids. Yeah. yeah, And it's the same thing that kind of works in the church, even though we're not children. Um, yeah. There is a similar concept there and I've mm. definitely experienced that in my own life and I will stop yeah. talking right now. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> awesome because I, I think... Um, that's one of the things that I, my wife and I really loved about moving. So we've been in Japan nearly seven years um, and we're part of a great church in South Africa, really had a heart to come to Japan and, and had connected with Lifehouse. And we, we had been in Lifehouse for only a few months and we were like, man, this is home and we want to be a part of this. And we, all of a sudden we felt like we were getting better in areas that we hadn't been in before. And it Can could, I and ask that? Why did you why did you come like why did you choose to come and be a part of Lifehouse? Like you you must have known something or what what was yeah, what attracted so, you to come to Japan? Like just briefly. But Yeah, so what I think for me, um what happened was we 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 had when there was that big tsunami and earthquake here in Japan, we as a church in South Africa started praying for Japan and Right. really had a heart um, to pray for what God was doing. And I wanted to find out more about what, what the church was doing in Japan. And, and through research, I actually found Lifehouse. And so I started following Pastor Rod on Twitter. It used to be called Twitter. Um, <laughs> Pastor Rod and Lifehouse on Twitter. And, and I was inspired by the twofold uh, heart of Lifehouse because I, I started looking online. I started looking at the services. Man, it was it was great music. It was young people and uh, the services were really uh, powerful and aiming at young people. Yet there seemed to be this foundation of strong discipleship, uh, great connect groups. And I actually started using the blue book. I remember I took the blue book and got a bunch of guys at McDonald's in South Africa and started using, nice. going through the blue book and, and, and learning that discipleship heart. And so I think that's really what drew us to Lifehouse. Um, is okay man, this is, a, this is a cool church. And and then being here for a few months, we realized like all of a sudden I was growing in, in this ability to disciple people and mm-hmm. in, which hadn't been a strong part of my life before, which mm-hmm. is that anointing upon upon the church. So yeah, it was great. Mm. It's cool. And how about you, Monty? What's some of the takeaways that you've really enjoyed about this teaching? Uh, yeah, Pastor Rod's teaching in particular I really loved how he talked about how like the crowd was really listening when Jesus was mm. teaching, when he was talking about that scripture, that there was grace on every word mm. that Jesus spoke. Mm. And that's like the outcome of the anointing is that mm. people experience the yeah. grace of God. Like they mm. experience the love of God. They experience the presence of God. And obviously mm. Jesus was, you know, God. So he's mm. the master of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to, to hear that, like that was the outcome that there was the touch of God on every word. And, you know, Jesus could have also talked about the judgment that comes because he, he refers to passages in Isaiah, um, and he could continue to read those passages, but he's, he chose mm-hmm. to stop at certain places. Basically when he's saying he's fulfilling the, this like prophecy, that the spirit of the Lord is upon him. That means that mm. that judgment as well is also like, like Jesus will take care of that. Mm. He's not here to, he hasn't come to judge, but he's come to, to proclaim the good news. Mm. Um, so I love that message. I think that's great. And yeah. for someone like myself, that leans more towards, if we have the truth and love uh, <laughs> dynamic here. Mm. I'm someone that leans more towards the truth aspect Mm. not so much to the love aspect. So that's such an encouragement for me uh, mm. to be able to like get more balance in that, in the words that I say, even if I do speak truth to somebody or mm. it needs to be said, the Holy Spirit is prompting me to say yeah. something. I can say mm. it and have grace on every word. That's where mm. I want to get to as well yeah. as, a, as a leader or, you know, a friend, brother, mm. husband, all of that. So, yeah, 
that was some stuff that really stood out to me. I really enjoyed. That's awesome. Well, I think just as someone who's been part of uh, Tokyo with you uh, as leaders and now you as the campus pastor of Tokyo, I've definitely seen how you've grown and and definitely carry that anointing to speak. Like I think you're man. I enjoy I enjoy listening to your preaching and there's <laughs> there's 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 truth, strong truth there, but also a lot of grace and and maybe how have you grown in that area? Because it's definitely something you you want to grow in, and you mentioned that's that you want to be like Jesus, where your words are gracious and and yet powerful and bringing that anointing. So, yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, definitely want to continue to grow in that area. By no means has anyone arrived. Um, I think getting married was a big help. <laughs> right, that's the real anointing. That was it. Yeah. That was that was the, the game changer. Anointing. Yeah, <laughs> I think having that really helped me soften mm. my words. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think like, you know, we're joking about anointing, like, but really, I do think That's there true. is an anointing that comes with having a great partner Yeah, yep. that, you know, Absolutely. two become one. And so you both bring something great to the table. Yeah. So she has definitely helped me uh, be more gracious um, mm. before I was married, when I was still single, you know, I would preach and, and all this and that, but you're probably aware of this, Adrian, but like sometimes it was very blunt uh sometimes the way that i would execute things <laughs> Emphasis uh, so on go online right yeah, now and execute. try to find any of those videos those old videos <laughs> of Pastor monty oh no <laughs> please what you can dig up <laughs> but yeah so i remember at those times pastor rod would come to me and say you're too edgy mm. and he would say he would use that word quite often right it's like you gotta yeah. you gotta stop being so edgy with people. Mm. And so I'm like, but how do I do that? <laughs> so obviously yeah. getting married was one thing, but like yeah. even being single towards the end of part of being single. Um, yeah. There was one, uh, there was one phrase that pastor Rod spoke to me, which really helped me shift my mentality, um, mm. which was, I think he called it something like, the, the principle of a thousand lessons, right? Sounds like a and deep problem. <laughs> I know, right? Sounds good. Go on. <laughs> and what that was, was he looked at me and he was like, like, Monty, you've grown up in a Christian home with both parents present in your life. You have learned mm. a thousand lessons more than some of these people that are coming to church, some of these new Christians, some of these new leaders. They mm. haven't had the, right. the privilege that you've had in your life. They haven't yep. had someone, a friend, a father, uh, mm. a coach, someone to teach them, someone to train them. Mm. Hey, don't do that. Hey, watch out for that person. Hey, maybe you should think about this decision instead. Mm. Like just very small things that I take for granted in my upbringing um, mm. has been a thousand more lessons that I've been able to learn sure. just by having you know, a very blessed upbringing. And so yeah. that helped me shift my my thinking, my paradigm of how I saw people of like, why don't you get it? To like, okay, let me, let me try and help. Mm. Let me try and bring some more understanding in a way that is gracious. Mm -hmm. So that was another, I think, key moment, uh, lesson for me uh, that mm. helped me along the way. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I... I can definitely uh, agree with the wife aspect. <laughs> uh, I remember uh, even before Catherine and I were dating, um, we were leading a connect group together. Um, this was in South Africa. And often afterwards, she's like, man, you are too mean with people. Can you, <laughs> you, you take it, it down a few notches. And <laughs> think, so you were leading with her. We were leading together. Yeah. You were, so, were you keen on her at that point? I was, yeah. She, I, I was brother Man, zone. Well, um, well done to get yourself zone. into that. Oh, brother zone! Oh no, <laughs> brother in Christ. <laughs> so, so we feel like we we kind of led this connect group together for like two years, and we feel like we got through a lot of our like. It was a great preparation for marriage of learning to work together. Um, but <laughs> yeah, did you like uh, her the whole time? I did. I did. It oh. was. 
It's painful. <laughs> oh, that's so brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it, though. It's worth it. You though. earned hey, it. You earned your anointing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely so. Yeah, man, I think having a good wife is, is definitely one way to grow in the anointing. Because I think, I think with that, it's the humility of being open to learning. And I think that's one of the ways that you grow in the anointing is really through humility and openness saying, hey, man, I want to grow. I, I want to grow in this area. And I think if you're proud and arrogant and not open to learning, then you mm. definitely probably won't grow in the anointing. So, mm. yeah. True. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't growing in much anointing when, (laughs) in the heart condition that I was in when I first came to the church, because I, yeah, I was pretty closed up and thought I knew everything. So (laughs) I had to get rid of that first (laughs) before could receive something good. Yeah. So yeah, I would recommend not being arrogant. (laughs) Never a good thing, sir. Awesome, sir. I think one of the things I would love to chat more about is, um, so Pastor Rod, he spoke about like the Holy Spirit is a, uh, a gift that every single believer receives. And, and Jesus spoke about that in John 14, 15, and 16 about the Holy Spirit. He's going to be your teacher. He's going to be with you. The Holy Spirit is our, the seal of our sonship. Um, all of those amazing things. But So that's the Spirit inside of us. But then Pastor Rod said the anointing is like, it's the spirit upon you uh, to do uh, amazing things. So I'd love to hear from your guys' experience. How have you experienced the Holy Spirit in your life? Maybe uh, there's the personal like aspect of Holy Spirit in you, but then have there been times where you feel like, man, the power of God is upon me uh, to do something? Where I know that for me, sometimes like I'd be preaching and then all of a sudden, man, you just feel like you, you're doing way better than you know you would in your, <laughs> in your own ability. You just, you can feel like the Holy Spirit is really touching people and, it, and it's such a joy and a privilege to be a part of that. So love to hear from you guys, just the distinguishing between spirit in you, spirit upon you, uh, ministering to people. Mm. Maybe Richard. Mom? <laughs> uh yeah no i i think that i'm so grateful for that because i i feel like if i if i'm relying on what i have it's just not enough and mm. especially in the area of speaking uh it was something that came so hard to me mm. uh, it's, for years um was just a real struggle and i feel like i've with any kind of public speaking at with a church or teaching in meetings or whatever, I feel like it's been kind of like hard work. And yet, like, I just mean because my natural ability was and and talent was, I felt pretty low. But mm. I've, but knowing that God is there to fill that gap, that the Holy mm. Spirit is on me for this, that he's called me to what I'm doing. Yeah. And so that I, all I just have to do is do my best and then, you know, that cliche that God's going to do the rest. <laughs> it is true. And, and I can rely on that. And sometimes, you know, you'll preach, <clears throat> you'll preach a message and it's just like, oh, that was a flop. Like in the human, in the human perspective, like it, I didn't do so well that time. We've all preached one of those <laughs> and yet people get saved mm. and people, you know, God speaks to people yeah. and he touches people. And people get healed and things break off their life and they get set free. Mm. And it's just got to be that way. I got to be relying on that. I got to know that God is on me for this. Mm. Um, not just that he's with me, but that he is on me to to do this job that he's put before me, a job that I'd, I love to do, but that he's called me to do. And so he's mm. going to bring the fruit because it's just, you know, who we can't change someone's life. Like we all know that. Like Mm. even for the most persuasive communicator can't move a human heart. Yeah. And so to understand that the Holy Spirit is moving people, you know, like touching them even before they're coming in and preparing their hearts. And then Mm. I just got to do my part and he's going to do what he needs to do. That's, that's a lot of stress off the preacher. Um, so I, I rely on that for sure. Yeah. Sure. 
And with that, maybe maybe I'll ask Monty this one. Like, what you've worked with uh, preachers and musicians, because I know you're a musician yourself. Like, how have you seen the um, the combination of growing in your natural abilities? So obviously, learning as a communicator, like how to engage with the crowd, how to prepare, or as a musician, actually how to sing well and all of that kind of stuff. So growing in that, but also the anointing up above and beyond that. So how have you seen that? Have you seen that as people, is it you grow together in that? Or is it just sometimes the Holy Spirit anointing is greater? Um, if that makes sense, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I do think certain people have a natural bent towards certain things. So some people mm. might have a natural bent towards... Ooh. Sorry, my server said it was lost, but it came back. <laughs> You're, not lost. You're there. Not lost. We're still here. You're good. Um, lost, but you have found. Yeah, because like I, I wouldn't consider myself like a particularly great singer per se. There's other people that have a much better singing voice, and they're usually Filipino. <laughs> and it just seems like it's a natural thing that every Filipino is just innately born with, and so. Yeah little Aussie over here just trying to like get singing lessons and like like <laughs> get all this and that. Um, but the interesting thing, I guess, in my journey with, with, let's say, like music or songwriting specifically is uh, I tried to run away from the songwriting uh, whole concept. Mm. Like I Why? wrote a – yeah, so when I was 15 – I started learning guitar when I was 14. When I was 15, uh, me and my dad, Pastor Rod, we we sat down and we wrote a song together. And I was more focused on like the guitar. Like that was that was what I was more like passionate for. But we did write a song and we ended up playing it. Was your dad singing? Uh, no, we got Dan to sing. Dan, our oh, okay. worship pastor. Yeah, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, we did that in church and my dad was like, let's do another one. And at that time, being 15 years old, uh, lots of pubescent changes happening. <laughs> <laughs> Your word choice. Word. You, you have an anointed <laughs> word choice. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, so, I don't know, just something about being that age, just feeling very insecure about mm. life, about yourself, about all mm. these things. And so singing... Cool was something that I was very insecure about. I thought mm. to myself that in order to be a good songwriter, I had to be a good singer and I was mm. not a good singer. And so I, I just threw my hands up and I was like, I'm not going to deal with that anymore. I don't want to do this. This is not for me. Mm. And then fast forward a few years, uh, I'm about 20 now or 21 and I started working for church as an intern. And so my dad comes to me, he's like, it's literally your job now to write a song. So he had that. He always had that. He always encouraged me with that because he could see uh, there was something in there. There was a grace for this. There was an anointing for this. But I was too scared to to accept it. And mm. So he's like, all right, you have to do this. So from there, I started writing some songs. Um, so the anointing was always there, I guess. Like the gifting was always there. But, you know whether it's due to our own feel of inadequacy or insecurity mm. or whatever, fear, um, sometimes we run away from mm. the thing that God has called us to do or has graced us or anointed us to do. And sometimes mm. it takes being humble, uh, mm. being, I guess, you know, submissive <laughs> to authority or to people that mm. I trust, to voices that I trust, to allow them to speak into me, to be able to mm. dig that mm. anointing out. Um, yeah. Same could be said for public speaking. Like I hated public speaking in high school. Um, yeah. Adrian knows like, you yeah, know, being dyslexic uh, from a younger age, mm. I did have help and I was able to do that. But reading out loud was something I dreaded. I hated mm. reading out loud because I would be slow and I would stumble and mm. kids would laugh <laughs> every time. Mm. So I, I hated that. But for some reason, I always had these at church, these opportunities to speak or to translate. And so there's the, the, I guess, the natural aspect of it, like the raw material form. But then obviously, like, you have to practice. 
Like yeah. you have to do the thing. You have to hone the craft, right, to to get better. And that's when I guess it shines through more. It shines through clearer. So we have to be, yeah. we have to acknowledge that there is gold in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we have to refine it and dig it out. And that yeah. could be practice. That could be letting people speak into us. Um, being intentional, I think, with the gift mm. or with the anointing um, mm. will increase that anointing and effectively bless more people. So, mm. anyways, was going so on a good. bit long there, but oh, it was good. no, it's good. You it. can see that even in your songwriting, like over all the albums and stuff. Mm. You know, you can just see like you've really worked on it, and um, yeah, the first ones hopefully. were great, but the recent ones were even greater. Yeah. <laughs> Very diplomatic. Very nice. <laughs> got through that okay. You, you, <laughs> you did your but, best yeah. and God did the yeah. rest. Come on. Yeah. yeah. My mom yes, actually used to give me, I, I remember when I was in, in high school, uh, my mom gave me like a little bookmark with that before one of my exams because she was like, man, you need help. <laughs> that, was my little, that was my little slogan. Uh, my little bookmark but i think that's a good point monty's bringing out that like just because you're anointed doesn't mean that it's easy or that Mm. uh that that you don't have your own emotions about it Mm. like because you were saying your own insecurities and all of that kind of stuff like we're still human beings and Mm. i i think sometimes anointing does have to be worked through but then there does come a point where there isn't there is an ease on it yeah. If I, without completely contradicting what I just said, uh, I feel like when you're operating in the anointing, there actually is an ease on it. And, but sometimes we don't feel that we're, that like we're all that anointed because we're just doing the thing and we're working mm-hmm. on it or whatever. But other people are going like, whoa, how do you do that? Like mm-hmm. you're making something like to, to you, you're working on it. Yeah, it takes work. But to others, it's like, that's near impossible. Mm. Uh, when you see someone who's really anointed, it's it's like, man, how do you even do that? Like, you're just operating at a level that's, that is so far above what I could do mm. um, when you see really creative people and whatever, any kind of anointing leadership and all that kind of stuff. Like, there is an ease on it, but they sometimes they don't even see that, or especially with younger people who don't mm. understand this as much they just and they can even be frustrated with other people because they don't get things as fast as them it's like mm. what are you, you know but but it's yeah. no 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 you're you're just anointed and have a real gift in this area um mm. so you know your standard is very high because of that yeah. um yeah. uh but yeah i i think as we understand anointing more and more um, mm. We can see that it is a Holy Spirit ease on things, yeah. but it yeah. doesn't mean we don't work on it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, uh, and that's I've definitely awesome. seen Mont work on his yeah on his songwriting, like mm. for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I guess you you have to do the work. Um, I think if it's leadership, if it's preaching, if it's songwriting, if it's anything that you feel God's called you to, you have. I think it's always. This is so good to really do the work and, and, and grow in that craft, grow in that gift, do the hours, do the prep. Um, and then, and through that, I think you can definitely see the growth in that anointing. So, yeah, and I, I know that a lot of the songs, for example, you write, Monty, have really blessed people and helped people. And I know that, Richard, um, you really, in your leadership, many people have been impacted through your leadership and preaching. I, I love your teaching, your preaching. It really helps me. And so I'd love to kind of go in that direction, talking about the fruit of um, the anointing. Because I think this is important because mm-hmm. I think that with a lot of talk about revival and stuff happening and, and the Holy Spirit falling, I think the we need to look for the fruit. Like what is happening? Is it just extended prayer meetings or is there like lives being changed? And I think so... Um, got my bible yeah i'm gonna whip it out oh. so uh yeah. jesus paper in, in paper <laughs> bible old school paper bible in uh, luke chapter 4 uh, verse 18 so this is jesus reading from isaiah it says the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives the recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the year of the lord's favor 
So we can see like this is some of the, uh, you could say the fruit of the anointing upon Jesus. And now that anointing is upon us as his people. So love to hear from you guys. Um, as campus pastors, um, you guys are anointed to lead. You've got people who are anointed. There's anointing on your churches. How have you in the recent season just seen the effect, some of these things, salvations, uh, people being healed? Um, just these are some of the things that comes with the anointing. I would love to hear some stories from your churches. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, look, for, for us, I, I think this last season has been really encouraging for me because uh, we just seeing the quality of leaders coming out of our church has mm. just been the most, um, I don't know, Paul, Paul said that it was the greatest joy of his life to see people following the truth. And mm. uh, I, I feel like I can re that definitely resonates with me, like seeing, seeing people grow and follow Jesus and just do the basics and become awesome leaders and like, mm. you know, moving into and getting vision for like pastoring and, and ministry and things like that. And it was always something that I, I wanted to see. And when I came here, when I was 27 and single and had nothing and like, that was a big dream in, in my heart was mm. that one day to be able to raise up another pastor um, mm. to have like that, that I, I could have help other people have the experience kind of that I had as a young mm. person in Japan, um, get inspired and, and find God's call and all of that stuff. And um, it's, it certainly wasn't quick, uh, mm. but I feel, I feel like this last year has been a really encouraging time for me personally, because just so many, just such a great team has been rising up and you see their, their gifts. Mm. Uh, we've, we've just got some great people, some very funny people, some very creative people, um, some very structured and organized people uh, mm. that all want to build the church and use their gifts for Jesus. Um, they're all getting their own vision um, in line with what we're building here in the, in Hong Kong and, and, yeah, it. I don't know. It's 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 been obviously a lot of work, like being here these last twelve years and stuff. But uh, I feel like there it 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 is there is an ease on it because God mm. wants it for His church here in Hong Kong, and yeah. it's uh, it it it's it's what He's called us to do. And so yeah, I just feel like that's really happening in leadership development um, mm. here. I can really see that. You know, after yeah, COVID was tough, right? Like it was a mm. difficult season. Um, but I feel like even even despite the challenges there, uh, our leadership kept moving forward, and mm. our team kept growing, uh, the core team, and and we're seeing the fruit of that. And I I, I really put that down to the, the Holy Spirit anointing on mm. what He's called us to do as, as a church. Yeah. Our mission. We're not called to everything, but we we do have something special to offer the city just like mm. all the other great churches do as well yeah. here. And, and I feel that that's operating in us. So, mm. yeah. That's awesome. So I love, I, I think it's great because it seems like you were here in Japan for a season and sitting in that under the leadership of Pastor Rod and really you being developed as a leader um, and that an, mm -hmm. the anointing of God upon the movement impacting you and helping you grow, you mm -hmm. launching over to Hong Kong and now, that anointing is flowing through you and raising up other leaders who will themselves are through that process of being anointed and are doing that to others as well. So that's awesome. And bringing their own anointing because that's that double anointing concept. So, well, I'm getting, <laughs> I got the balloons back. Uh, I think it's if you do this. Oh, yeah. Wow. Peace. Oh, All right. Uh, so if, if you're listening to the audio, I just put my hands up in a peace sign, uh, which I was trying to do the two fingers to say the double, double anointing. anointing. And I got, I got, it looks like my OS has given me balloons. Anyway, that's the double anointing right there. Is a, I don't know. Now it's not working for me anyway. Um, uh, but, but, you know, bringing your own, 
yeah, your own personality and 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 mm. your own anointing to to the team is so cool. Seeing people bring their 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 gift, yeah. And I, I just really feel that in our team, like we need every one of these amazing people. And yes, the 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 anointing of of our church comes on them, mm. but they also bring their anointing and add strength to to everything that we're doing. Mm. That's awesome. So good. And and yeah, in Tokyo, what are some of the things you're seeing, Monty? Just the anointing of God flowing through our church or m- maybe even individuals, you're seeing them really growing and blessing people. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like God is doing such a great new thing mm. in Tokyo. Uh, like Richard said, COVID was hard uh, for a lot of our churches, a lot of our cities in Asia. Um, mm. We were online for two years so Mm. no physical gatherings for two years we came back last year and much smaller one service we went from four services a sunday uh hundreds of people massive teams massive production uh to nothing in Mm. the course of a week when COVID hit Mm. and so coming back was like all right how's it going to be and there's been like ups and downs and, you know, all this and that. But this season, I really feel like we have just kicked off a whole new season. Um, we celebrated 21 years. So we've kind of come into this kind of in the natural as well. Mm. I guess the fourth season of seven, if we want to, you know, be holy with our numbers. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so yeah. but it does feel like it has entered a whole new season. Uh, we mm. also started two services. We went from one service. We have two services now. Mm. Um, the church is happy. Like mm. people, and mm. I, I feel like that is part of the anointing on Lifehouse on all of our campuses, mm. big or small, is that we have an anointing of joyfulness, right? We yeah. have an anointing yeah. of happiness. Like yeah. it's it's in the name, Lifehouse. Yeah. And our churches just embody that all across mm. the board. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the church is so happy now. People are happy serving. Mm. People are happy attending. Kids' church are happy. Uh, everyone seems really in it's such a great spirit. And we're seeing new people come every mm. week. Like last week was what, 57 visitors? Yeah. Whoa, um, that's crazy. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, we do get a lot of tourists, but in those visitors in the past few weeks, I've met several uh, guys specifically where God is just impacting them. Mm. Like two, like two weeks in a row was two different guys. One guy mm. was from England. One guy was from, well, he's half Brazilian, half Japanese. Mm. English guy said, grew up Christian, left the faith when he was 18, tried to become an atheist, been away for almost 10 years. Mm. And something happened in his life. And he's like, I should go to church. I need to go to church. Comes to church and God is just like wrecking him. He is just bawling and he's like, I don't know what's going on. I've never Mm. cried this much in my life. I don't know what I'm feeling. I'm like, well, what you're feeling is God. (laughs) Yeah. And he, you know, he came back last week as well, um, heard the message on eternity and he was like, whoa, okay, stuff is happening. (laughs) (laughs) And then that same Sunday, I met a new guy, Brazilian guy. He'd been away from church for 10 years as well. Grew up in a, in a Catholic uh, environment in Brazil. Um, he said he had a bad breakup and he came to church and he said, wow, I feel something different. I want to come next week. Mm-hmm. So I feel like every new person that comes feels something different. Mm. And obviously what they're feeling is the presence of God. But I think that's mm. part of the anointing on our church is that people yeah. would feel the presence of God <laughs> yeah. when on. they come. And there's so many stories of these like awakenings where Mm. just a rent, like there was another um, single mother. She said 10 years ago, she saw the, um, we were on, we were featured on TV in Japan 10 years ago. Very famous um, TV show. Very famous. It's on every week to this day. She said she saw that 10 years ago and in her mind always thought one day, one day I'll go there. Not a Mm. Christian, no Christian background, nothing. Just thought one day I'll go. Just so happened that one day was a few weeks ago. She is now a mother. She came with her two-year-old daughter and absolutely loved church. Her daughter loved church. 
And so it's just like these random, crazy mm. awakening moments that we're seeing just happening one mm. by one every week. Yeah. We're just getting these amazing stories. And so it reminds me of like, there's this passage in Isaiah where it talks about, they will find me even when they're not looking for me. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like that is happening. That's the new mm. season that we, we're entering into, that God is doing a new thing, yeah. a new wave, mm. uh, and just people just being touched left, right, and center. So it's, yeah, I'm super encouraged, super excited Mm. Uh, to see what God does in this coming season. Like we're just getting started and these are some of yeah. the stories. Yeah. Anyways, so I could think of other man. stories, but it would, would be here for a while. <laughs> what about you, Adrian? How, what have yeah. you seen? Yeah, I think I've seen, oh, was, I'm also part of Lifehouse Tokyo. So mm. I'm seeing a lot of the same stories. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's, really seeing people rising i think when the when the holy spirit is moving people people rise and um mm. so one of the areas i love is um one of my roles is overseeing the dream teams so you're seeing different leaders and you can see guys who who are faithful man they're just faithful they love jesus they love the church they serve with joy and you you give them a, a leadership responsibility and all of a sudden you can see an anointing come upon them because they've always been a good person they've always been uh, encouraging person but all of a sudden there's an, a new level of pastor rod calls it the the uh the elevator it's mm. all of a sudden they go up there's just a rise in their leadership a rise in their authority a rise in their joy and i think i can think of a a handful of our leaders who have uh, we call them area coordinators guys who lead different areas of the dream team and just seeing them step into that role and all of a sudden rise and then the fruit of that anointing is that their teams are full of joy. Their teams have vision. Their teams are growing and people love to serve on that team when there's a leader that's stepped up in the anointing um, and really r risen. So they've, they're naturally good leaders, but there's, a, there's something supernatural upon them in that leadership. So I think that's definitely been uh, one area. And, and also in connect groups, I, I think we have connect group leaders who – um, have just stepped up in, in the way that they teach. So the small group setting, um, just a new level of teaching and, and, that, that, and that teaching bringing freedom and, and strength into people's lives. So, yeah, and then obviously on the other side of just the power of God, seeing people healed. So I think through our um, both emotional healing, uh, physical healing, just um, and I guess that's part of what Jesus was speaking about. That that when he, he, Jesus was anointed to bring healing, both to the brokenhearted, there's emotional healing, and to the blind, the physical healing. And so I think we're seeing both in our churches. And again, that's not. There's no way that that is human mm. wisdom or strength. That's pure power of the Holy Spirit upon us as a community. And and so yeah, I. Yeah, just thinking a lot of people, I think emotional healing is a big one. Just um, even this past Sunday, chatted with a, a guy who, um, who's is a younger guy. He was actually a tourist um, and his brother passed away last year. Um, and I think he was carrying a lot of pain from that. But just we, the message on Sunday was about eternity and what happens to us when we die. And, and he said just he felt God bring healing. Uh, just that the pain of what he was carrying and just the pain was removed and hope was filled in his heart and i guess that's the anointing of god upon what the holy spirit doing he's doing a deep work in people so yeah i think that's just one of or a few of the amazing things that god's doing so hmm. yeah what what about uh uh the spiritual warfare kind of aspect of like you know um things coming into you know challenges coming up and kind of like carving out your anointing in those in those kind of times and mm. i don't know any any thoughts on that kind of stuff like when life goes crazy <laughs> yep. it's happening yeah yeah. It's happening. yeah all around us i feel like mm. yeah i think it's a it's a huge part of growing i think that's I think in a, in the podcast with Pastor Rod on the anointing, he spoke quite a lot into this about that that area of growing in the anointing and saying that 
um, definitely as you grow, you're going to face opposition. Um, you're going to, it's kind of the, the old Christian saying, new level, new devil. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's a, as you, <laughs> it's a good one. As you, <laughs> as you grow in the anointing, as you grow, because, and, and the other thing is, it's, we, it's good to desire to grow in the anointing. I think this yeah. is one thing I loved about Pastor Rod's teaching because I remember growing as like a 19, 20-year-old Christian really wanting to grow in the anointing. And on the one side, it was like, yeah, you should. And the other side, it's like, why are you being so selfish? And why do you want to grow in the anointing? And it's like, why, don't you, why would you not want to grow in the anointing? Because the more you grow in the anointing, the more lives are going to be impacted. Like, yeah. that's the reality. The more of the power of the Holy Spirit moving through you. Um, and so... Uh, more people are going to be impacted. So mm. with that, obviously, the enemy doesn't want you to grow. So I feel yeah. like there's, there is that spiritual warfare. And yeah, I've, I've seen it in my own life. Um, it comes in the form of doubts, negative th- thoughts, uh, sometimes bad dreams, sleepless nights, a, f- a few of those things. And, and, and then being able to um, yeah, I think Which, for by me, the way, just just before this call, Adrian told me he had a dream where a TV <laughs> fell on my head, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. Well, I didn't call you back or something because the TV. You, what, what, yeah. what was it? So, mate, you and I were chatting on. It was a phone call, so I couldn't see you, and all of a sudden, you just went quiet, and I was like, "Hello, hello, hello," and I couldn't hear you, and then I looked on social media, and one of the staff at lifehouse hong kong were like hey there's been a big earthquake in hong kong and then i find out later that a tv fell on your head and you had to get stitches in your head because you passed out (laughs) and that was the dream (laughs) so this is the spiritual warfare that keeps him up at night (laughs) (laughs) these crazy dreams so um yeah how about you guys what have what have you seen uh in this area of new devil new new level new devil (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm definitely experiencing that in real time as well. Um, Mm. I think part of that is, like I said, we are entering this new season. Mm. And I feel like now, more a little bit more in retrospect, God is preparing me to be able to carry more. Mm. Um, But there's certain battles that I have to win Mm. in order to be able to be at the level that God wants me to be so that his church can move forward. Mm. Yeah. And so I feel like that is something that's happening in my life. It's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently. Mm. Um, not to say that there that it's 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 I'm not speaking in past tense, right? Like this is like I said, happening in real time, uh, praying in real time, worshiping God, um, pulling out all the uh the things that I know how to do. <laughs> yeah. And maybe some that I don't know how to do, just trying <laughs> to uh yeah just be fighting Mm. in prayer and in spirit and you know god is on me god is on us but it is tiring uh Mm. so yeah i do feel like i'm a bit tired uh not like burnt out spiritually like i'm i'm journaling reading the bible praying Mm. every day Mm. but there is an emotional tiredness that i feel Mm. yeah um and so, you know, we actually were going to Bali for holiday on Monday. Ew. So, <laughs> couldn't have come at a better time. Mm. So, God knows, right? That like, he's, good. yeah, he is. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely. Hey? How long are you going for? Two weeks. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That sounds yeah. good. <laughs> stoked. That's awesome. <laughs> Super stoked. Oh, so, good. yeah, it's like, you know, it says the spirit is willing, but the, the body is weak. And mm, I feel yeah. like I'm in that current moment right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm very excited to go on this holiday, get replenished, get refreshed, and come back stronger, come back fighting. Mm. There's been a phrase that I like recently to say, which is make the devil pay. Mm. Like whatever the devil tries to come and attack us with, mm. whether that's our health, our future, uh, whether that's attacking loved ones, family members, mm. um, rather than having a defeatist mentality and like, yeah. oh no, oh, it's, like there is the human aspect of doubts and God, why and all of that. I'm, not, yeah. I'm like, I live that. But mm. also on the other hand, I want to get back to the place of like, okay, devil, you're going to come for me. 
I'm going to come for my family. I'm going to make you pay. I'm going to preach mm. the gospel. I'm going to see people's lives lifted. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, write a song, going to, you know, see people mm. saved and baptized and all of that. Like, yeah. that's how I feel like we fight back. And I guess that's part of the anointing that mm. we live under being yeah. in the, the countries and cities that we're in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Richard? Like, what do you? Yeah. What do you yeah. Look, mate, I, I relate to it because the, probably the, the toughest time for me was uh, early on in my, like my first couple of years here in Hong Kong, there was a, like, this is a personal moment for me uh, in a relationship. Long story. I'm sure you'll hear it in other <laughs> messages and things. I talk about it all the time. But uh, that in that moment, it, 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 kind of my world was just crumbling. And I, I was actually talking to Pastor Rod in, in that time. And he was basically saying, like, as you get through this, as you go through this battle, it's kind of like a commander in the army kind of getting another stripe mm. of authority, mm. you know, for each battle that you've been through. Like you get medals, you get, mm. you go up a rank. Mm. And that, that was really encouraging at the time. And I feel it like that happened. Uh, because I, after that, like going through that just really crazy time, like I, I just feel somewhat like, well, like after all of that, like is like everything else seems small, you know, mm. when you go through really, really hard stuff after that, other life challenges kind of, you just like flicking off, like flicking <laughs> off a mosquito or something. It's like, get lost. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And they would have really derailed you before. Hmm. And so I, I think that's just when you go up a level and you're hmm. you've got that authority, you you've hit that new level in the army, and uh, you know the little the little enemies come up to you, and you just like whoosh, you know. Hmm. I, I I definitely have felt that in, in moments through spiritual warfare, but like it's I'm not saying I want to go through those ever again, and I don't wish those moments on everyone, but we're all gonna have them. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. mm -hmm. and. Uh, but the good news is that you can get way stronger. And I'd say the bigger the fight, the the stronger you can get as you come out the other side of it. And you mm. will, you, you might not be ready to talk about it, but you'll carry that authority with you. Like there might mm. be details of that. It's quite personal. I don't know. I've been talking about mine a little bit more, more so recently just because it is so far removed. But um, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel that, that I feel I felt that I walked in that authority after going through yeah. that experience. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think this is such a big part about growing in the anointing, like you said, like getting the stripes, because the anointing is not something you can, I guess, earn. It's one of those strange things. The Holy Spirit is a gift, but I feel like there right. is the the authority growing in that authority comes through through going through battles. Um, and, and I think scripture is clear on that. It says that like there's many passages. It says that rejoice in hardship, rejoice in challenges, because you're going to grow. You're going to grow in character. You're going to grow. And I, and I guess the greater the character, the greater the anointing you can carry. And I guess it's, it's that um, I think Pastor Rod mentioned that in his podcast is that you don't want to be someone who has weak character and a great anointing because that will derail you. Um, you really want to be able mm. to grow in your character as you grow in the anointing. And so these these battles really strengthen your character as a person. And I think this is, as we as a church really are passionate about the next generation, we want to we want to disciple them this, in that and say, hey, guys, like God, God has so much more for you, but, um, but you're going to have to walk through these battles. And I think the things that we equip them with, with simple prayer, clean heart, journaling, um, uh, sexual purity, all of these things is something that's really going to empower them to overcome these battles and to really grow in it. So, yeah, I would love to, yeah, as you guys discipling young people, um, how have you seen them overcome these battles? And what, what are some of the things that you've equipped them with to overcome these battles to really for them to grow in the anointing. Tell from you, Monty. Mm. Uh, we just recently had a camp for young adults. Mm. So this is people like mid twenties to early thirties. And first time we did a camp for this age group and it was phenomenal. 
It was mm. so good. And especially like, you know, being a bit a bit older myself now, <laughs> like not having like summer camp tribe games and like all that stuff, just being chill. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting old. <laughs> I feel the same. I'm I'm well past that. I know. I'm like, I can't do tribe games anymore. I, I loved them uh, during the, that time, that season. But anyways, uh, so we talked about some some big topics. Some we mm. talked about like truth and love. We talked about spiritual warfare. We talked mm. about eternity. Where do we go after we die? Like we we talked about some hard hitting topics, um, and we also talked about purity. Mm. We had this session where the guys and girls separated and we talked about it and we were just open and honest mm. and vulnerable, I guess, about the journeys that we've been on. So me and two of the other pastors, uh, for the guys, we talked about our experiences walking through, uh, you know, what we've gone through uh, mm. and how we've come out the other side. And I think that for men was one of the best things that we could have done was just having that mm. real authentic chat yeah, as leaders. Right. Hey, we are men too. We have these struggles too, mm. but we also have found victory in Jesus and you can find that same victory as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a major issue is the issue of sexuality, especially mm. in this day and age where things are becoming more and more confusing as the world would have it. But for mm. us, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear mm. what the Bible says. Mm. And so bringing that truth, but being, I guess, authentic might be the word I'm looking for in this spiel, <laughs> but mm. just being authentic with the, the journey that we've lived and mm. being able to offer that, be like, hey, you can have victory. You can have freedom in Christ as well. So, yeah, we, we got a lot of, and for the girls too, they had the same chat basically and just so mm. much freedom, I feel like, through that experience in that area mm. uh, of sexuality, purity, that kind of stuff. So, mm. yeah, it's good. It's good to talk about it, like not being afraid yeah. to talk yeah. about uncomfortable topics. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, it's great because I think uh, we want to, we want to help young people, man, like God's got a great plan and purpose for you. You've got a great future. And, mm. and often to walk into the promise, you have to walk through the battle. Um, I think we see that if you look at the, uh, the story of God and Israel, um, taking them into the promised land, man, there was a beautiful promised land, but many battles to walk through to get mm. into it. And, and, but the great thing is, I think the hope that we are sharing with people is that man, the Holy spirit is with you, the strength of God, like, Ephesians chapter 6, where it says, talking about spiritual warfare, it says, be strong in the Lord and His might. So we, we, we're saying, come on, stand, stand your ground, stand strong, but it is in the strength of God. Mm. Um, so it's again, it's back to that Holy Spirit power in us, working through us. So, cool. Any final thoughts from you guys? I guess we need to start wrapping this up, nearly hitting an hour. But any <laughs> final thoughts on the anointing and this discussion? Um, or any just funny stories to close us off? Richard, we'll throw it to you. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I've got, I can think of a funny story on the spot. Um, you, you got me there. But yeah, just I think with the whole anointing thing, it's not something you need to stress over. Mm. Um, I just think if you're, if you're listening to this and you're not planted in a great, in a church, in a great mm. church, hopefully, healthy church, not a perfect church, but a healthy one, uh, then immediately go and do that. Like be in a church service this Sunday mm. and find one that you're excited about the vision of that yeah. church and plant your heart there and yeah. be a be a big part in it. Get involved because mm. I think mm. that is huge. Um, we need to put ourselves in a position where God can really work through us. And a lot of that is through people. Yeah, and we need to be around people. We can't do this by ourselves. I think it's mm. very hard to grow in your. I don't know how you grow in your anointing if you just were not in a church. Yeah. Um. Or in, yeah, some kind of Christian community. It's yeah. Mm. So I think that's huge. Um. Mm. But yeah, not not looking at someone else's anointing and um getting too jealous of that. Or don't worry about other people. I think mm. just you know. 
God's made you unique and special and mm. all of that, those warm ideas. <laughs> God's made me a masterpiece and I'm wonderfully made and, you know, mm. all of that kind yes. of stuff. It's true. You have a special anointing. Mm. And uh, I think just the closer you get to Jesus mm. and just keep building your church mm. and good things will happen. And build the basics, you know, like the, yeah. we talk about journaling, simple for prayer, clean heart, big three, mm. kind of sexual purity. These basic things, uh, I think, keep us going through the hard times and uh, are the tools really to get us through mm. kind of those spiritual warfare moments. And you will in- level up in your anointing mm. in those times. So good. Awesome, man. Well, it's been so great chatting with you guys. I'm sure we could... I feel like we could keep going for hours, but I'm sure the listeners don't want that. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been great. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys as listeners. Um, if you're enjoying these kind of conversations, would you want more of that? What are some of the things you'd love us to chat about? And so mm. hope you guys uh, have an awesome rest of your week. And thanks again, Monty and Richard. It's been fun chatting with you guys. Yeah. So awesome. It's been fun. Thanks, thanks, thanks Adrian. Yeah. Thank thanks, you. Boys. Sweet. Thanks. Eh? See ya. See you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.